Hey friends, Andy Jenkins here with the Warrior Hope Podcast brought to you by Crosswinds Foundation for Faith and Culture. Today we are in episode number five. I got my notes right there. Episode number five of season number three. We're really talking about going behind the mission and then moving beyond the mission. So with that, it's kind of twofold. We're taking behind the scenes of what we do at Crosswinds, taking you what's going on behind the mission for veterans. Also, we're moving beyond what we do after we get out of that mission uh, from the military. What's the next best step? Uh, Today, I want to talk to you about the idea that when trauma comes, we've been talking about this concept of hard things for the previous few episodes. You can push it down, push it behind you, or you can choose to push through. So what we want to do is we want to choose to push through. And I just forget about push through. Let me set this up. I'm looking at my notes right here on my computer. A couple years ago, I was studying the book of Job in the Old Testament, Job. And here's what happens in the first couple chapters. All right. First chapter, the Sabians, they invade. Uh, I'm looking at my screen right there. They take his oxen. uh, They kill his servants. Uh, Three verses later, fire falls from heaven. It obliterates his herd of sheep and the servants who tend them. And then the Chaldeans scoop in. That's the Babylonians, Chaldeans. They swipe his camels and probably the guys that were keeping the camels. Uh, And then, as if all that's not enough, uh, here's the big one. A strong wind breezes through, knocks the supports from beneath his home, causes the roof to collapse, and crushes all of his kids, burying them alive. That's just the first few chapters. Now, I don't want to go into a big theological debate about why and who and how and all of that. That's not the purpose. I'm just saying a lot of hard things happened. His friends, oddly enough, blamed him for this. Uh, later, his wife couldn't stand him. She actually said, curse God and die. She couldn't stand the fact that he was even alive. At the end of his story, okay, so all the way at the end, Job ends up with twice as much stuff. That's what the scripture says. Twice as many camels, twice as many oxen, twice as many sheep. He has a family and everybody, well, not everybody, a lot of people look at that and say, okay, Uh, That means God's going to give you double for your trouble. And here's the thing that people miss is on the other side, there's this restoration. There's this double. But also, you have the idea of loss that he still endured. So he didn't just get over the past. You know, those kids never came back. The children he has at the end of the book aren't the same children Uh, We don't know if the wife is the same wife. That one couldn't stand the fact that he was even breathing, is what the scripture says. You know, he's got to rebuild trust with the friends, or they have to rebuild it with him, because they are the ones that said, you did something wrong, and then God vindicates him. You know, it is this complex story that he didn't just get over it. You know, there's beauty on the other side. Uh, Scripture says there's always beauty for ashes, yet at the same time there's beauty for ashes. There's still this tension of the loss. And so I want to set that up for you today. When we talk about getting through hard things, that doesn't mean that we're just going to erase the pain. It doesn't mean we're just going to act like it didn't happen. Uh, what we're going to say is, I'm going to hold it right there and say there is this tension. You will get through it. You don't have to get over it. You don't have to push it away. You don't have to push it down. You can push through. Uh, you don't have to get over it, but you can get through it. That's probably the healthy way to do it. Now, let, let me set this up 
Uh, this is Patrick Brazil. He is talking to us from our documentary, Invisible Scars, about hard things. He is an Iraq war vet. Here's Patrick. One night, me and my, um, my buddy Latimer, we were doing gate guard duty. We were just sitting there talking, and I was kind of leaning up against a concrete barrier, and then we just got nailed by a mortar. And usually they're not as close as they were, but this is the closest one that ever hit us. And it just exploded, and just like this hot pink and orange, uh, you know, fireworks. It was beautiful, but it just knocked me on the ground. And then I, didn't, and then when I got knocked on the ground, I, all I heard him was say, "Oh no, radio that in." I was like, "Y'all really?" <laughs> so uh, we had NVGs, night vision goggles, binoculars, and we could see really far out with it. And we we're sitting there looking, you know, in condition one. And then, um, and then I swear it was like eight seconds later, man, we could, the choppers were coming in. Like the sky was red. I remember the sky being so red and these uh, helicopters coming in, the helos. We were sitting there like watching them, you know, watching these guys as they were, as they were running up to the guard tower. And then they, they started shooting at the guard tower. And then once that happens, once they start shooting in that close, we, we have permission to go ahead and fire. So we did and we started shooting at them. And, we shot them, shot them up, and then uh, right, you know, by that time, that's when the helos came in. They just tore them up, and then, uh, yeah, and that, and, um, yeah, and that was kind of, you know, that was that that was the one that you know bugged me for so long. I would always hear the helicopters like in the middle of the night, you know, and then the mortars, and that was kind of one that led to the PTSD, I think. I want you to notice this. Uh, let's get this name right. Joseph Pasternak. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. Retired U.S. Army. Notice this phrase he says. A lot of people just don't understand, okay? Uh, you try to talk to them, but they say, well, like one comment was made to me, you'll get over it. <laughs> it's like, how the hell can you get over with this stuff? You don't. You'll still diminish, but you just cannot get over it. I like scrubbing my brain clean of it. Oh, what happened? I wish it was that simple. Smack. So, so latch back onto that. Uh, do you diminish it? Do you drain your brain? Do you uh, somehow squish it out of there? What, what, what do you do? I'm going to show you another gentleman here. This is Stephen Crutchfield. He's also from the Iraq War. Um, now. He is one of the guys that led us. This is from the movie Invisible Scars. Um, but in that, uh, in his story, he actually went in. He was wanting a diagnosis for PTSD. A lot of guys don't want one. Uh, now it's become more acceptable. But he was one of the early guys that said, hey, something's wrong. I need to go in. But they couldn't diagnose him or they wouldn't diagnose him. Now, for a while, we thought, well, they missed it. Like, he's he's clearly has PTSD. But later on, and in fact, I'll bring him back into the conversation in a couple weeks, a couple episodes, and we're talking about moral injury. I really think after looking at this, he probably had moral injury, but notice what he says here. At the VA one day, I was down there in the dentist's office, and there happened to be an older man in there that was in Vietnam. Uh, and I had been struggling, and uh, he went to talking about some stuff he had experienced in Vietnam one day. And he, as he was telling about it, he started crying. I started crying with him. And he said, it's just like it was yesterday. And y'all, I don't know, when I left out of there, I was like, okay, Lord, I, I'm all right. <laughs> it's okay to cry about this stuff. The stuff happened. It's okay. 
in a couple episodes, we'll talk about PTSD and moral injury and what's the difference between those two. I want you to notice what he said, though. It's okay to cry. Uh, it's normal to be affected by this. Uh, in fact, it's more normal to be affected than not to be affected. And when something happens, as Patrick Brazil says here, back to him, you need to seek help. A lot of vets, a lot of times, don't seek out help because they don't realize it, you know, and they find other ways of dealing with it. When we're in the military and we're doing our job and trying to protect our country, you know, we can't, you know, oh, we got a boo-boo, you know, <laughs> you know, put some dirt in it, you know, move on, um, take care of it and continue your job and be tough, you know, that stay tough mentality and don't let little things bother you, you know, because we have a job to do. And then... Um, when you come back and that's no longer your job anymore, a lot of times vets still have that same mentality. Now, and the truth is you can't stop in the middle of a war. So the bullets are flying or you're in a high intensity combat exercise, something occurs, you got to deal with something, you can't stop then. But at some point, you've got to pause and deal with the pain. Uh, Dr. Theodore George, now he's a professional that studies the science of the brain. We've referenced him multiple times. In fact, uh, you'll hear from him in the recent documentary, Trauma Comes Home as well. Uh, we reference him in multiple study guides, including uh, this one right here, Warrior Hope, that manual. That was the first uh, basic training for living on mission um, that we put out with the Warriors on Mission uh, movement. N notice what he says here about the energy. You're going to expend the energy in one direction. You might as well expend it on healing because it's more efficient and, and it helps you. Notice this. And it really is helping. That's the thing that you need to see that's there. Um, I think, first of all, to confront what you're dealing with. So many people I see are running from things that have happened in their life. And it takes a lot of energy. It takes a lot of energy to run all the time to escape the thoughts that are in your head. Not everybody's gonna understand them, so therefore it's gonna be important to find somebody that will. But there are people out there that will. Okay, so in this part of the conversation, I wanna invite you to watch part of the training. Now, uh, this book here, this is Warrior Hope Manual. This is lesson two uh, that I'm gonna refer you to. I'm gonna play for you the audio. If you're watching, I'm gonna play the video for you. Um, you're gonna recognize the voice. This is me teaching uh, a one and a half minute clip about the importance of emotional health and how this emotional thing, it's really part of the whole. So again, our idea is we, we don't wanna push it down. We don't want to push it back. Don't want to push it to the side. We want to push through, but to go through it, we gotta we gotta deal with it. And so we want to deal with it because dealing with it, as Dr. George says, you can't run forever. You can't run away from this stuff. You can't outrun it. Like wherever you go, there you are. Um, but it is ultimately part of your total health. The truth is, emotional health is part of total health, as this point says. And, and not, notice right here, uh, uh, we are multifaceted, multi-parted people. We, we have an intellectual side to us. We have a spiritual element to us. We have a physical body, a physical element. We have social, relational elements to us. And we also have this emotional side. And these are all parts of the whole. And, and the reality is, it, it's like this. A chain is only as strong as the weakest link. And in the same way that a chain is only as strong as its weakest link, we are only as strong as our weakest area. 
And so if we're physically strong, but we're relationally weak, then that's going to limit what we can do. If we're spiritually insightful, but we can't get along with people, we're never going to share those insights with other people. Or if we're intellectually brilliant and we have incredible ideas, but physically we're always sick, we're not going to get to make our mark on the world and share those incredible ideas to the capacity that we could because the chain is only as strong as the weakest link and our bodies, our, our whole self, we're only as strong as the weakest area. And so here's the big question, if that emotional area is the weak link. And for many of us, let, let's just be honest, self included, many times that is the weak area. Well, pause with me and think, what, what would happen if we, as we put on the slide here, what would happen if we cared for wounded emotions like we care for wounded bodies? Okay, now that you got the idea, uh, if you don't deal with this area, it's gonna affect the other areas of your life. Uh, Patrick Brazil, back to him. No, notice he tells in his story part of what occurred to his brother. Now, they were serving at the same time, but his brother chose not to deal with it in a healthy way. And so one of the ideas here is if you don't deal with it, like somehow it will be dealt with. Uh, you can either deal with the pain or the pain will handle you. That's not a doom and gloom. It doesn't always end bad in the worst way possible. But no, notice what he says here. I had an older brother. He had the same job as me, but he was over there when everything kicked off in 9-11. And he was really, he was, you know, way more messed up than I was, but he chose to, to cope with it in different ways. And uh, he would get drunk and he was, you know, just had a serious drinking problem that was turned into a drug problem. And then actually on his birthday this year in February, he, he OD'd on heroin. And, um, and I, and I think his PTSD had a lot to do with it. It really, you know, opened up my eyes there, and I don't want that to, you know, happen to anybody, anybody's family, because that's a lot of heartache. Let me go back to the Warrior Hope lesson in light of what Patrick has shared, because because the goal is not to get a diagnosis. Um, the goal is to walk in health. N notice here is you can still be affected even if you don't receive a diagnosis. So the goal here, again, is not to get a diagnosis or to avoid a diagnosis. We just wanna be honest with where we are so that we can walk forward and be the best possible version of us. So the goal, again, not to get a diagnosis, it's just really helpful to assess where you are. So part of walking in health, it is owning where we are in the present and realizing that sometimes we misread things in the present as if they are the past. And when we get to where we're not doing that, ideally when we're fully alert, fully present, uh, we're able to realize that in the moment we're safe, in the moment we're not where we once were, uh, and we can respond in a healthy way. Even if we want to initially react, we can kind of step back. Uh, notice how Patrick saw that he needed to go in for some help based on something that occurred. It was really tough when I first got back. I remember when my family came out to visit with me, where I was stationed at. We would we were walking around in uh, in the state park, and like a huge pine cone fell out of the tree and made a huge noise, and I freaked out. And just I was like, whoa, you know, just real alert because it's, for some reason it just kind of triggered something, and um, just kind of being shell shocked and on constant alert, you know. And then when I went back home, uh, decided to wake up in the middle of the night, you know, or someone was walking down the hall, wake up in the middle of the night, hollering and thinking it was somebody or something, you know, and trying to make noise and racket and go after them, you know, and then when I come to, you know, uh, it's, you know, back in America. Instead of coping with it with alcohol or drugs or whatever, let's 
you know, it's much better to talk to someone like me or another vet or absolutely the, the doctors at the VA because they're veterans and they're doctors. So they dealt with PTSD, not, not to mention they know how to treat it. But you got to have someone that understands, you know, and then understands, oh, yeah, yeah, I jump up in the middle of the night, too. Or, oh, yeah, I have, you know, I'll think that I'm, you know, back in country in the middle of the night before I come to, you know, and they can sit there. And the actual, the actual things that happen to you, you know, um, they understand exactly what it is, not just a vague concept of it. Now, right here, we'll close out. Here's what I want to do. I want to close with some lines from lesson two, again, just from the end, about 10 seconds. Before I do that, I want to refer you down to the show notes. Now, in the show notes, I've listed there a couple items that are available for you. Number one is if you prefer kind of a 10-week study that is a secular manual, um, and everything we do is obviously from a faith perspective, but the Warrior Hope manual here is going to take you through four different sections, healing, uh, that's going to talk about mental health, emotional health, and spiritual health. So all three, this is where the uh, some of the clips I shared during this episode came from. Uh, lesson two, emotional health. Um, it's going to walk through defining the mission and overcoming obstacles, partnering with other people, facing your past. Part three is finding peace from that past is what lesson seven is. And then moving forward, that's a great book for you. There is a leader guide that goes with that as well. Uh, and you can buy that uniquely. You can buy the video course is down below where you can stream that and access all 10 lessons uh, are currently available for you. Uh, and and you'll, you'll get me teaching you if you do it. And it'll look a lot like what you saw on this. Or if you're listening, uh, it'll sound a lot like, except for you'll be able to actually see. Um, this book is going to be in the show notes for you as well. This is Disentangled. Now, this is a six-lesson uh, Bible study. So if you're wanting to come at PTSD and moral injury from a faith perspective, again, everything we do is kind of coming from that background. But this one is just explicitly, openly referring to Scripture. That's a tool for you. And then as we do most weeks, I'm going to put down a link to our documentaries to where you can grab hold of those. Okay, emotional health, it's important. It is one of the areas, and you'll only be as strong, like a chain, is your weakest link. So if you're strong relationally, uh, if you're strong physically, you're strong spiritually even, but you're lacking in emotional health, that is one of the areas that'll break the quickest. And so strengthen that one up, shore up the weak area, and then it all rises up. Let me close out with these lines. And in uh, another week or so, I will see you again on the Warrior Hope podcast brought to you by Crosswind, its foundation for faith and culture. Goal is not to receive a diagnosis. The goal is to honestly assess where we are, where I am, where you are, and then for us to walk in health. 